Study by all who have pleasure in them. So when you see it says works more than one, it's plural. So, you know, God constantly does more than one or two or three or four things. We can't even count all the things that God does for us. Even when we are sleeping unconscious, God is doing things for us. It keeps your heart beating, your blood running through your veins, and all those things that we don't think about. You say, well, I'll see you tomorrow. We just say, I'll see you tomorrow if it's the Lord's will. You know, but, but, but God is, is regulating our body all the time. There are times we can be asleep and um, your kidneys will wake you up and you have to get up and go to the bathroom. You know, you're not so sleep. Well, you don't realize that I have to go to the bathroom. No matter how bad you probably don't want to go to the bathroom, you know you should. Because God regulates, regulates the body. God does a lot of things for us that we just take for granted. That we don't even think about if it wasn't for God. And so we're grateful to God. The translation says the doings of the Lord are renowned. They are worthy of consideration by all who delight in them. So the writer is saying and directing his thoughts to God, knowing that God doesn't make any mistakes. I've, I've always knew that, but sometimes I don't always understand why God does what he does, especially when it's concerning me. because certain things I don't think I should have to go through. But God knows what's best for me. Amen? <clears throat> and God knows what's best for you. Is that right? Yeah. That's fair. Verse 3, would you please read? His works is worthy to be praised and had in honor, and his righteousness endureth forever. Every work that he does is full of glory and majesty, and his righteousness can never change. His acts are, these are translations, his acts are full of majestic and pleasure, righteousness, is in or in his forever. So God's always doing wonderful things for us, even though sometimes it doesn't appear that God is for us. There's a scripture that says, all things work together for the good. They work together for who? Say it again. And what? And called according to his purpose. That's the reason why, I don't know, you probably have. You know, sometimes you can talk to people, and if they are rooted and grounded in the word of God, they can 
accept their test of whatever they're going through better than a person who's not rooted and grounded in the Lord. And we are constantly being tested and tried and going through and going through and going through. Have you ever felt that God was unfair? Be honest. Thank you. One person said amen. So everybody thought whatever you're going through, God is fair and righteous. Now we know that, but sometimes we can go through some things. We think, well, Lord, why did you allow that? Because sometimes we think, I don't deserve that. But you all are really saved today, I can tell. So nobody's going to. And that's, that's, it takes a very bold person to admit there is some time because just because it's God doesn't mean that we don't have second thoughts. Right. We know he's right. We know he doesn't make mistakes. But when you're going through things, you want to say, Lord, where are you? Yes. Certain things you don't expect God to allow you to go through. Especially when you feel like I'm doing all that I can. Why did you allow that? You see, oh, sometimes you all get me. You know, we sit here and we're super saved right now. And you know, even for the Lord to say, why has thou forsaken me? He felt like God had forsaken him. But you all sitting here like, you know, everything's all right all the time. That's not true. Even he felt forsaken by God. But over here, you know, everybody's saved. Somebody asked the Lord to forgive you all for that one. No, no, don't, don't, smile, don't start smiling now. Because there are times we don't always understand what God is doing in us. Because most of us think we're not that bad. Isn't that right? You see the hands of those who say, I'm not that bad. <laughs> not one hand went up. So don't, don't, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. The thing about God, God does things for us. Uh-uh. Why does God do things for us? That is the question. Say it again. Thank you. You sure of that? But do you always feel that he loves us? Now, you hold your thought because I heard several no's. I heard it over here. I think it was you. Antoinette, you didn't say that, did you? It wasn't you? You got a guilty look. Change the look on your face, all right? No, she's already confessed. Because sometimes we feel that. Well, well, Lord, I don't understand. Have you ever questioned God? Why did you question God? Here and there, <laughs> to where maybe I can put something together and say, okay, this is, okay, Lord, okay, now I, I understand why. Not necessarily that you have to take this away from me, but just give me some insight on how I can better deal with it so I don't... Deal with the chastisement or the punishment or something whatever. that you... Just, whatever. Just yeah. anything that's yeah. difficult that we don't... Because sometimes we go through stuff that's like, Lord, I don't understand why I'm going through this. But I understand that, okay, you're God, you're sovereign. But do we understand when we're wrong before we do something wrong? Do we understand that before we do it? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Now but, we, but, but it's not, to me, it's not always because I've done something wrong. It's just... It's no, no, I, would, I was saying that from the standpoint of even when we do something wrong, we know before we did something wrong, we know when we're doing wrong. 
That's, that's what I said that for that reason. And the reason why is even though it's like our parents, I go back to our parents, when they had with discipline or chastise a year ago or 10 years ago, we, we, we're different. Look at my grandchildren and, and, and my great-grandchildren and how they're constantly growing. Certain things they don't understand as children, but the, as long as they stay in this life, they're learning something about this life. One thing they know, they can't speak one word. No, no English, no language. But they, they, they know, babies know, if I cry, I get attention drawn to me. Either they're gonna feed me, change me, pick me up, or cuddle me, or whatever. And baby understands, all I have to do is draw attention. And, 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 and we would go and take care, make sure baby start checking baby. Is he, is he or she wet or soiled? Maybe they hungry. When the first we want to do is stick a pacifier in there, and baby let you know quickly, no, I don't want the pacifier. Can't speak one word, but baby will let you know. What would baby do? Spit it out. Can't speak one word, but baby knows how I don't want the pacifier. There are signs, and, and there are things when it comes to learning how to walk with God. That's one of our biggest problems, is learning how to walk with God. Now, please understand, I'm not sitting here telling you something that is easy because it's not always easy even when it's me. Every day I have to deal with my opposition, which is this right here. It's anti-Christ. Do you realize that? Your flesh is anti-Christ. You know, you can never partner with your, with your flesh. It always want to do something of the world. or It's not of God. They that will live godly shall. So, all right, you know, we, we, we're going to suffer. There's certain things. Who, who loves to suffer? Most of us wouldn't put our hands. Let me see the hands of those. Nobody wants to suffer. But, but, but you walk with God. You know there's going to be some suffering. Even Jesus said, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to go through this. But in order to please God, then I bring myself under subjection, and I go through what I have to go through. It's all about trust. God is teaching us to trust. Sometimes it seems like God doesn't care. God doesn't understand. But God is for us. He's for each and every. God is for us to make it. God knows how to cause us to hear, well done. You're going, you're going, you're going to go through some things, but somehow, well done is going to come out of your lips. Oh, he's going to get you there. You know why he's going to get you there, Antoinette? Because he loves me. He does. And another thing. Anybody else know what the other thing is? Say it. Somebody said it. Who said it? Come on. It's, so we know that's not the will of God. And there are times, the first thing Satan does to us and tells us, you're going to perish. But it's not God's will that we perish. Sometimes it appears that we're going to perish. Sometimes it appears that God doesn't care. We don't realize just how much God loves us. Another thing we need to understand, God, God is for us. <laughs> That's the voice of an experienced mother. And, and, and she was, she, you did it, you did it, you did that. So then baby learns how to what? 
get his cry out. I think God does us like that sometimes. Because sometimes we would never grow up if we always boo-hooing and crying about something. Some of us are just, you know, we're not strong because we're not striving to be strong. To become strong, there's certain things you have to learn how to take. From let this cup pass for me, and then nevertheless not my will. But he was asking, let this cup, I don't want to go through this. I don't want to experience this test. I know about that. There's certain things, it's like a test will come up on you. And the first thing you know, this is a test. Now, the way I think, God, how long is this going to last? Thank you, Sister Angie. I know you all don't care about it, but I know sometimes a test, and you don't think it's going to last, sometimes that test will last for a couple of days. <laughs> I got a lot I got a lot of comments on it. Ooh, if if we if we could control the test Lord that's enough. I remember when I was a child and, and my mother was putting the, the discipline on me and God, you know, the one that's under the, the discipline and under the belt or whatever the punishment was, and I used to think, God, would she ever stop? That's what I feel, my Lord. A whooping to elevate your mind, you know. <laughs> you know, if I get out of this, oh God. Without the Holy Ghost, you go right back and do something stupid and ignorant. The next thing you know, you're getting it again. Spare the rod. Uh, oh, you know that scripture. Spare the rod, you spoil the child. God doesn't kill us. He disciplines us, just like um, let me see the hands of the parents. All right, all parents. Have you ever disciplined your children? You have? You actually beat Oh, I know that didn't come from you, missionary. We have some young mothers in here. If they hear you, that'd be it. I'm going to get off that subject. Why she, she, uh, she said, beat them. I'm glad I didn't come up in your house. But God, the house I came up in, Lord have mercy. That's why I'm such a good person right now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Just one of you. Know, just one person. Thank you. I appreciate that. It'd be something a little bit extra for you. He chastened those who he despised. Huh? So every time we discipline our children, we show them we love them? No, they don't believe that until they get theirs. Have you ever noticed that? There's a time I sit back and then I watch my own children discipline their children. I thought, oh, you're going to, we call it spanking. Don't say whoop them. Got those spanking. Go stand in the corner. Is that right? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm old fashioned. Time out. 
Huh? Ooh, spare the rod. But that's something we say. That's is that scripture? No, it's not. Beat them and they shall not die. Did you say something, Deacon Jones? I said it works. We're gonna change the subject. That that could mess up this whole Bible class. We want to focus on the Bible class. Yeah, it works. It's something about, we call them spanking, you know, not whooping and beating and all that type of stuff. But God does the same thing for us. He who he loveth, he chastens. He loves us, and he chastens us. And he does that because he cares for us. I wonder where all of us would be if we didn't have parents who showed us how much they loved us. My mother especially, she really loved me more than anybody else. And look at you now. That's what I'm saying. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My mother did this, basically my mother. Lord have mercy. But when I was coming up, Couldn't wait to get out of the house. I didn't know where to go, didn't have no money. So I learned how to get along with my dear mother. And when you grow, you understand why she did what she did, especially when you get your own. Because sometimes you don't understand until you get yours, and then the Lord took my mind back and said, now that's what your parents was going through when you was acting a certain way and they disciplined you. You know, who wants to just whoop their children and beat their children and discipline their children just to whoop them and beat them. But then when you look at them today, that they turn out good because they was raised, it was reared. Now, is that just a saying or a proverb or a cliche? Spare the rod. Spoiled. That's not Bible. That's not biblical, is it? It's a nice proverb, though, isn't it? What does it say? It, what's the rest of that? Slow up. If ye that are without chastisement, uh huh, whereof all are partakers, then uh, then are ye bastards and not sons. Shh. shh. It's, is it, is it that? <laughs> you illegitimate, huh? Okay, we're not going to get into that word today. Maybe some other time. Sister Sean? I was looking up something else, but I ended up coming across this scripture of Proverbs, the 23rd chapter. Since we're on the subject, verse number 14. And it said, Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shall deliver his soul from hell. Mm. Yep. <laughs> she said, Since we're on the subject, <clears throat> and I can look at your children right now and they're smiling because they appreciate every beating you gave them. 
All right. I, I, I'm going to call on Sister Michelle. They're not agreeing with that. Your parents loved you. Yeah, they did. They really loved you, didn't they? The ones that I was so jealous of, and I told them, oh, I wish your mother was my mother. I, I just, I wanted to live with them. I wanted to be raised by Do you realize, them. I remember when you was a teenager and younger than that. Yes, sir. Do you remember when I worked with your mother? Yes, sir. You were a wonderful child, wasn't you? No, <laughs> <laughs> That's not peeking on her. We were just children, and we needed help, instruction. Now, I remember we getting on this subject another time, and I forgot who it was, but somebody raised their hand and said they'd never got a whooping before. I don't know why I got all that mumbling and everything. I'm afraid to ask right now, because you know you all would look at them very funny. But some people didn't, oh, I just, it just came to me. But some people didn't, didn't get whooping. Some people didn't need a whooping, right? God know his children and God know what we need and God is fair when he hands out punishment. Jason, remember you was raised with yeah. two other brothers. Yeah, I mean, my parents did my, my dad, my dad didn't play, you know, and so I look back at that, and I, you know, God rest his soul, but some of them things, I'm like, okay, you know, that was a little much, but my, I guess my point is this, God never makes mistakes, you know, he ain't gonna never get it wrong, he ain't gonna get the wrong brother, you know, he gonna get the, the wrong brother, brother. my lord. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong person. Yeah. Let me see the hands of those who have never received, as we call them, a whooping or a spanking. Never. You never got a whooping or a spanking? Who? Look at them, saints. I'm gonna leave it alone. Oh, I wanna say something so bad. I know, I know, uh-uh. Because Brother Jeremy has his hand up and that's the only thing that saved you and you. And that's amazing. I remember my sister, one of my sisters, and she just, bless her heart, she's probably listening right now, so I got to clean it up. Oh, I hear it from her. But um, she didn't get as many whoopings as some of us in the family did. And um, that's why I am as good as I am right now, because of all those whoopings. <laughs> Mama really loved me. She loved me more than all the rest of her children. And she proved it. He we love it. He chases. So she she loved me quite a bit. 
I mean, look at, them, look at me now. This wasn't for mama. Mama did this. Bless her soul. See, everybody sitting there saying, yeah, right. Brother Jeremy? Now, that, that could be correct. I don't know what the young people are thinking, the teenagers and children probably think, why don't they get off that subject? <laughs> I didn't know who was even going to talk about that. But it's something about us, you and I, that we need discipline. And we don't like to be disciplined. Um, we kind of want to do things our own way. Don't tell me about myself. Don't. Um, if it was up to us, we, won't, we wouldn't need discipline. We feel like that. Uh, I didn't deserve that. Um, I've heard people say, when I get old, I'm going to run away. And did you understand when you're on your own, you, you come right back where you got the beating. It's the same way when people are walking away from God, they come back. And, and, and walk with God because they learn it's harder out there than it is in here. God's fair. God, God, is, God is fair. God is not unfair with us. And, 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 and that's why you appreciate it. it. It bothers me when people never mature, never grow up and understand. I had to understand, you know, my parents are fair. Because some of the things I just had to admit, I brought it on myself. Hard-headed and stubborn and all this. My mother loved me a lot. She really loved me more than all the rest. They, you know, they talk about me right now, but I tell them, I said, my mother, I, our mother loved me more than everybody. She said, yeah, right, Gary. I said, look at me now. I said, mama did this. Um, you don't see it as a child, but as you mature and grow, you look back, they instill some things in us. Um, well, they said, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was a daddy mm -hmm, or mama mm -hmm. Well, sometimes it takes a little bit of both. Amen. But to some, but somebody used to be in this congregation. They said they, they never got a whooping before. I can't say that. Mm -mm. Yeah, I can't say that at all. That's why I'm the way that I am now. You can tell by the character that you know, uh, you know the Lord. The, my mother really loved me. She really did. And I appreciate that. Lord, please help me. But, but you do, you look back over your life, you thank God because there's certain things I didn't do because of the discipline at home. Some, some, some children never are disciplined. And it's hard for them to get along with people on the job and anywhere else. Agree with me and don't disagree with me, or I'm upset with you, and I stop talking to you, and all this and the other. You know, that's a sign of immaturity. You know, when people upset us on our job, we keep on talking to them. You notice that? We keep talking to them because they represent what? Somebody who getting paid the money. So that's not a true friend. If I had to pay for friendship or give you something, 
in order for you to converse with me, then you're not a friend anyway. You don't need nobody like that as a so-called friend. Uh, there's a scripture that says, a friend loveth, um, what would you say? If you're a friend, you're not that back and vacillating, back and forth. When things don't go your way, then, you know, I don't say nothing. And, and then, you know, I walk around and you can't say anything. But a true friend loveth at what? All times. And so even in, in this, and you're dealing with the scriptures, and what the scripture says, how that maturity, I'm going to call you, I see you. Maturity causes us to grow up because we haven't always had it like that. You know, and, and it's not picking on us, but God knows in order for us, and that's what people fail to realize, in order for us to work for God, and I guarantee you, watch this. How many want to work for God? Let me see your hands. See, most of us will raise our hand. But, but you, have to, you have to be disciplined to work for God. You know, all of, the, all of those of you that are employed, you can't go in and just do what you want to do. They have instruction. They tell you what to do. They have somebody to tell you to do this and do that. I want this done by such and such and such and such. And they give you instruction. They tell you what to do. Just don't go in there and do what you want to do. You're supposed to be there at 8 o'clock, and I'm going to come in at 9.30 or 10 o'clock. You better get there on time. Talking to somebody. I know I'm right. You know, it, it's structure. It shows you I got to get there on time. And then once you get there, do a good job. Do an honest day's work. If I do what I want to do, you won't be working there long. Jobs are disciplined. You're working for somebody, some company. That's why they have supervisors. Y'all call them bosses and everything. Supervisors or leaders and all this and the other. Because people need somebody to show them what to do and how to do it. And hopefully you do a good job. Amen. Right. Amen. Right. Now, I know you all, you, you're saints. And, and so I know on your job you're doing a good job, right? Sister Brianna? So we were talking about like disciplining kids. So Rome just turned two. So he's been doing a lot lately. Uh, um, so one thing that he's his new habit is kind of climbing up on the stove. So he'll put his foot in the drawer kind of under the stove and he'll use it to hoist himself up to try to like climb up on the stove. And so me and our mom were talking about how we really want to have to like, you know, beat him when he does that because when it's because we're trying to protect him. Let me help you. Spank him. Spank. Don't, don't use beat. Yes. Watch this. Spank a little bit. Now you can go ahead. But what you're doing is true, but sometimes, and I hope this never happened, but sometimes if the stove is a little warm and he touch it, once he get that revelation, you want to worry about him touching it no more. I'm not talking about getting burned or scald, and I'm not talking about that. 
But, but sometimes, you know, you say, no, baby, no, baby. Baby doesn't understand no, 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 no. We don't understand no, no, no as adults. And until we touch something or do something or get involved or burn or whatever, then all of a sudden we get a revelation. Most of the time, once baby understand hot, you can say hot baby. Baby doesn't understand hot because baby never been burned. And baby go ahead and grab it. The next thing you know, I can't remember. I, if I did remember, I wouldn't repeat it. But I remember one of my children, we would say, no, baby, no, 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 no. And, 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 and the baby put their hand, because it, it wasn't on top of the stove, but close to the stove on the side. And it was just a slight burn. It, wasn't real, it didn't blister nothing. But you never had to tell that baby hot again. So, some things we go through and experience, is we have to experience things. We shouldn't have to. You know, when, when the Lord says, thou shalt not, that, that should be good enough for us. If we really believe God doesn't lie, it's impossible for God to lie. God is telling us the truth. But it's something about human nature. You always want to go to the opposite. I'm going to do what I want to do. And watch this. And then we'll get upset with you when you tell them the truth. And they know they're wrong. The scripture says, uh, somewhere is in there, have I become your enemy? Thank you. You all know that scripture also. So what the scripture is saying, am, am I your enemy? Because I tell you, what do you expect? Want me to lie to you? No comment. So I want to be a friend with you all. I want you all to love me, so I need to start lying to you. And, and start, is that right? You expect the truth. Why do you expect the truth? Because what would truth do? Set you free. Sometimes younger kids don't understand when their parents, they think their parents are being hard and difficult on them. They are like that because they love you and they don't want you to go through certain things. But we feel like we know more than our parents and so we go out there and make shipwreck and the first place we come is where? Back home. There's a story in the Bible called, we call it the prodigal son. He just had to go. Some of us just have to go. And once you get out there, then you run into the reality, then all of a sudden, and the very place you were getting away from is the very place you come back to. I can tell this is a good Bible class because y'all quiet. And I know about you don't have to. I'm, I'm an experienced minister. You don't have to say preach, preacher. I, I got it. I got this. So we understand that when parents discipline us, I'm not talking about beating you, breaking bones, and, and all that. No, I'm not talking about that. Some people go overboard and go crazy. You don't have to beat a kid like that. But you know, we call them spanking, a little spanking. And then some, some kids, I've seen some kids strike back in the store. And I thought, ooh. <laughs> and then the mother, uh, I stopped that. Now, so-and-so and so-and-so. Now, you better stop. So-and-so and so-and-so. You want me to tell so-and-so and so-and-so? I thought, oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> Turn him over to me. <laughs> What is your problem? God loves us so much. 
we're going to have to learn how to trust God's love. God doesn't do anything out of anger. He's always in control when he disciplines us. That's the same way most of us, I would like to think that. That when you discipline your children, I hope you're not out of control. Well, I'm not through with him. This is just part one. I've been, how long have you been here? Uh, just an hour. Something's wrong. It, it doesn't take all of that. I know God loves me because I have a mind to walk with God. Have it been easy? No, it hasn't. You know, we live in this life, and, and this life is still pulling at this natural side, and it's a, it's a fight. It's a tug of war. It is every day. That's why the scripture says, I die once a week. And then, huh? I die once a month. Where's that at? Now, why are you all laughing? Wouldn't it, no, it wouldn't be nice because every day, you, even when the natural parents, when our children do certain things, now sometimes we spare them. I remember those days. God, I remember those days. You know, I'm, I'm glad for my age. I'm glad for now. Because there were times I didn't know it was going to be a now. <laughs> oh, Mother Bird was something there. And then, oh, our people, oh, Mother Bird is so sweet. And I said, yeah, you didn't come up in her house. Right. Oh, she's so sweet. And then she's got, you know, by that time she's old. Oh, yeah, praise the Lord. <laughs> Beat the devil out of me. Had a lot of strength when it came to me. Had endurance and everything. Oops, my brother, I forgot. Praise the Lord, bro, how you doing? Amen. We got stories. We, that's just between you and I. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to stick with this Bible class. I forgot about my brothers here. Amen. But you know what? I, I look back now and I thank God for discipline. I do. I thank God for that. I thank God. I appreciate not all of them, because some of them just wasn't just. I, and I told my mother, I did. I told her, I said, Mom, I said, you, you beat me too much. No, I'm serious. I'm not trying to be a comedian. I'm not trying to be, but uh, there were times, hey, I'm, a, I'm an adult now. I said, there were some whoopings that, you know, I didn't deserve. Well, I just went up and said, Mama, I said, it's over and done with. I said, but. You did so and so and so. I said, I forgive you. I still love you. But I'm glad I'm out of your house. God never makes a mistake with us. We don't realize how much, and I am so serious, how much God loves us. You know, I have a lot of time, free time on my hand, and I just sit in that house. And I think about the most important thing to me right now, God loves me. What an honor. God loves me. God watches over me. God protects me. I love feeling the anointing of God. And all the, how do you, do you all ever just allow God to anoint you? How many knows how to just elevate your mind and you, and you get that quickening? I, I do. I have, I have those times where I just, I'm there by myself and I just think about God. And the Lord will move just that quick in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. I like that feeling. I do. I, I, I like that. I don't have to 
Seems like I'm tearing the field of prison, Lord. Just elevate your mind and say, Lord, I thank you. When's the last time you told the Lord you love him? Hmm? Thank you. Today's the Lord. It's nothing wrong with the Lord, I love you. And God loves that. Lord, I love you. You know, the, the psalmist is, is pouring his heart out. He says, the works of the Lord are great. Sort out of all them that have pleasure therein. You know, God doesn't make mistakes. Everything God is for us. Verse 3 says his works are what? Is honorable. That means God didn't make a mistake. His works, you may not understand, or his work, singular, is honorable and glorious and his righteousness endureth forever. His works is worthy. To be praised and has in honor and his righteousness endureth forever. Every work that he does is full of glory and majesty and his righteousness can never change. His acts are full of majesty and splendor. Righteousness is his, is his forever. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. He has won renown for his wondrous deeds. He allows us to commemorate his marvel. We see the things that God has done. He has established a memorial for himself. And it goes on and on and on about the accolades. God knows he's good all by himself. If nobody else told him, God knows that he is good to us. The Lord is the Lord is gracious and full of what? Gracious and compassionate is Jehovah. He has given meat unto them that fear him. Food has he given to them who revere him. So that means when you, when you praise and walk before God and bless God and live before God, then God will reward you with, with necessity. It talks about the food and everything that we need. God takes care of us. I always felt that it was a privilege for me. And I didn't have one of those jobs that you could work one job and make enough money. And that's just the way God brought me. So the money that I made was not enough. I didn't mess up my money, neither did my wife. And so I got another job. And then I got another job. I worked two and a half jobs. And you know, I just wanted to make sure that my children were taken care of. And it got to the place where I could save $100 a week, you know, because you know, I worked. And my wife worked also, but she, she was a housewife. People said, my wife doesn't work. My wife worked. She didn't work in a factory or foundry, but she worked at home. And I, that's true. You know, people have to understand, just because she's at home doesn't mean that you don't work. Raising children was work. That's right. And, and I remember her telling me, she said, honey, 
I, I can help and I can do this. I said, I appreciate that. I said, but I need you to help out at home, take care of these children. I'll go out and work and bring the money home. And I gave it to her because she, she took care of the money. She done all those things. We had an understanding. All that getting, get an understanding. Amen. And, and, and any time if some of the kids would get sick at school and they would call, she was always there and go and pick them up and bring them home. But she was just there. And, and being a man, I, I began to learn something that I thought I knew. It, it takes a, a lot of work to be a housewife. You know, it's not just, well, she's not working. She don't do anything. Yes, she did. My wife did a lot of things. She did a lot of things, and I, I still appreciate that about her. I told her. I let her know all the things that I could think of, how I appreciated her being there. Food has he given to them who revere him. He will never be mindful of his covenant, will ever be mindful. He will keep his agreement in mind forever. He never forgets his covenant. And that's powerful when you read that translation, just to know whatever God says. He will never forget that. Sometimes we're forgetful. We, we don't want to forget things, but sometimes we forget, you know, those things. It's, oh, it slipped my mind. God never, no such thing with God. It doesn't slip his mind. God, if God said he's going to do something, you know, I remember my kids when they was young, and we would promise them something, and, and they would get happy before they even got it. I remember that, you know. And they said, can, can we have so-and-so and so? And the mother said, go ahead, get that. <laughs> they get the dancing. You know, I'm thinking, get whatever you want for it. But they danced before. And I never forgot that. You know, we ought to be like that. When, when we read the word of God, we ought to get happy before God did it because, you know, God's going to do it. It's just like people get happy. and You won't admit it now. You know, you know. Christmas is not just not for children. You know, and I realize being in the church, and we know the true meaning of Christmas, but, you know, those who still celebrate Christmas, I know it's a holiday, it's a day of rest, or whatever you want to make it, uh, a day where we exchange gifts. You know, I don't think we get upset with that when you're getting gifts. Is that right? Well, y'all saved now. All right, no, it was very weak. Let, let that husband and wife come in there and, and don't bring that gift and see what's World, World War III. <laughs> C come in there, come on, just another day. No, it's not. I'm telling you, there are certain things you have to do. Amen. You, you forget about this. No, honey, baby. Don't honey, baby me. You in trouble. If I was you, I'd start saving now. Especially, brothers, please. Hint around and ask you, baby, what, what do you want? And she tell, I don't want, please get that woman something. Something, you're going to hear about it. And then there's consequences. Don't be knocking at my door on Christmas either. I ain't studying. I'm not opening it. I mean that. A pastor, no, no, I'm off. Mm. After New Year. No, don't come back. His works, they're honorable and glorious. And his righteousness endureth forever. It says his work 
is worthy to be praised and to be honored. Every work that he does is full of glory and majesty. And his righteousness can never change. Well, your mind, when you stop and you think, we're on a set course for blessings. If, if, if I can just stay in my place and while I'm waiting, learn how to praise, bless, and magnify God while I'm waiting because it's coming and you can feel it. You can get a foretaste of what's about to happen. Verse 4 said, he has made what? His wonderful works to be remembered. Read. Oh, I mean, it's tell, it just talks about the attributes of God. And so many times we need to be reminded because we don't see it as much. But, but God is for us. You know, God, 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 the scripture says that for this, I know God is for me. God is for us. And you might be going through something right now, but you don't go through something all the time. I don't know, but God's been dealing with me. He, he, he just keeps dealing with me with, you know, the blessings of the Lord. God is, God is moving in his people's behalf because God knows how long we've been going through certain things. Verse 5, read. He has what? Given? Food has he given to them who revere him. You know, just, just a... a if, if you have such an attitude and, you know, things that should bother you, then, and I'm not saying they don't bother you. Don't get me wrong because things do bother us and things get to us. But it's somehow that we can just thank God in the midst when things are working against us. Mm -hmm. Something about, Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I appreciate you. And God knows what you're going through, but you're still in the midst of whatever you're going through. You're praising God. What I have learned, and I'm going to share this with you all, sometimes people stay in situations because they don't know how to praise the Lord. You have to learn how to praise yourself, praise the Lord out of certain things. I tell, I'm telling you by experience. You can murmur and complain and you can stay in that situation, but I've learned how to praise my way out of things. You know, there's a difference, and parents know this, if when you discipline your children, I realize uh, we don't spank or whoop or beat, however you are, I want to say it. Uh, our children today, because of today, you know, I know that we're supposed to tell them to go stand in the corner and, and all of that. Isn't that right? No. <laughs> so we don't tell them to go stand in the corner? Well, I'm not going to ask that because this is going out through the air and I don't want, you know, the people to come and call you all away. <laughs> it's something about discipline. It's something about who he loveth, he what? He loves you. My mother really loved me. I think my mother loved me more than anybody. She loved my brother as well in so much that he went to the Marine Corps. Amen. He has given meat unto them 
that fear him or respect him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He will keep his agreement in mind forever. He never forgets his covenant. So, so whatever God is working in you, and, and those of you that feel that God is working on you and you're going through something, just people say just hang on in there. Or just, just be there. Just, just, just stay there and take it. Because when you come out, you're going to appreciate it. I, you know, people say, well, so and so and so and so. I have lived before God. It haven't always been easy. I'm not going to sit here and go, you know, so no, 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 I can't see that. It's been very difficult. Sometimes it feels like, Lord, where are you? Even Jesus said, why is thou forsaken me? You feel forsaken. You know, I don't know why we want to pretend like we super saints and, and so and so and so. I talk to God. I, there are things I said, I don't understand you. I, 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 didn't, I don't disrespect him, but I can talk to him. That, that's all I'm doing. I can talk to God. God is not rude to me. It's like, well, don't say nothing. He'll do this and the other. No, I can talk. Listen, it was with respect, but I talked to my parents. And I'm glad that I did. I said, Mama, so-and-so-and-so-and-so. Boy, so-and-so-and-so. I said, but Mama, so-and-so-and-so-and-so. She didn't always like it, but when I got a certain age, I didn't disrespect her because I was trained. They, they didn't, they, the scripture says, spare the, you know that? Who said to spare the rod? That's not scripture? But what does the scripture say about that? About discipline and the rod? Correction? Y'all know something about that? I would talk to my mother. I would talk to my father. They would talk to me. We didn't always see eye to eye. But by that time, I, I need to converse with them because I didn't always understand certain things. And I wasn't being disobedient. I just didn't understand. We ought to be able to talk to our children where they can understand. I was fussing with one right before I came to Bible class. And I was threatened and everything. It was all in love, I think. I hope it was. No, I'm not calling no names. And then I have some siblings right here, too, and they're looking dead at me. Good senior. Good trip. You have a good trip? Okay. <clears throat> He has shown his people. The power of his works. Yes, wait, 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 wait. Y'all missed that. He has shown the people the power of his works. That he may give them what? The heritage of the Is that right? Amen. It's not right. Because I added something to that. That he may give them the heritage of the people. He has shown what? Not just the people. people. Everybody doesn't get this. His people. Now let me see the hands of those that are his. Thank you. So there's certain things you may not see it right now, but God is doing things. God is working things out for you specifically. And watch. It's perfectly designed for you. Now Satan is telling you it's not going to happen. You might as well just walk away from God. God's a liar. It's not going to come to pass. But you know what? When God speaks to you, you start praising God about that. And loving us, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. How many have ever had a dead battery in your car? And, you know, as long as you, 
So you might as well let it go because it's, when he says, that means I'm dead. I'm, I'm trying to start. I'm doing the best I can start. But you're just wearing me down, and I don't have enough power to start. I'm just tired. So no system, you keep on. But then they have this ingenious thing that somebody came up with. It's called a, uh, y'all know. How many of you got a, that's a man got a jump before. How many of you had to get a jump on your car? Now, when you got that jump, now sometimes we forget to leave the lights on. Uh, you just let it run and build a, as we say, build a battery up, right? But if, if a cell is dead in that battery, it's going to run down again. So you end up replacing the power source of the battery. Now, the thing about the battery, you don't use it all the time. You just use it to jump. And then your alternator would take over and distribute the electricity that you need or the electrical throughout the car. I think I'm right. My brother's a mechanic and all this and the other. I was poor and had to learn how to do things. Amen. So I had to, you know, get all those things and learn. I couldn't always take it to the mechanic because, you know, it would save money. So I would have to do it. But it's a good thing to, to get a charge and know. I, I know the difference. <laughs> And then I know, just wait a while, it builds the battery up a little bit, but the more you do that, that battery's still going dead because you can use it. And then, I can't do it. I'm dead. You may not want to do it, but I remember I had to go buy a battery, this was years ago, the battery was a hundred and some dollars, which was back then, I don't hear about it no more, called a Die Hard. Did you see how them batteries? Yeah, they, they still have Die Hards? Well, my, my, my battery, I went ahead and got one, and time I put it, boom, started right up. Sometimes we just need a change. The car was still good. I didn't wreck the car. I didn't throw it away, and I didn't trade it in. All It, it was a dead battery. Sometimes we need a whole overhaul. We don't. Just fix what needs to be fixed. Some of us, you know, we, we don't do as well because we don't know how to be nice. And we keep having trouble with the same thing. The battery keep running down. If you don't fix that or find out something is pulling the battery down. And then sometimes you're running straight on the battery. And if it's not in the distributor or the, the alternator. Was that a sister said that? <laughs> she, she's an alternator. Yeah. It don't distribute electricity through the car. And, and so it'll pull the battery down. I've seen where lights are dim. You know, you have signs, I'm dying, I'm dying over here. I, I need attention, I need attention. We feel that even in ourselves. You know when you're not at your par. And you know when I need to get this together. I need to repent. I need to overcome. I need to confess. I need to forsake. I need to stop doing. You know, first of all, the Holy Ghost talks to us. We like to pretend, oh, that just kind of slipped. No, you're not telling the truth. There's a scripture somewhere, I think I've read this before, whatever it means, don't let the sun go, go, whatever that means. I wonder what that means. 
Brother White, you walking on? All right. All right, Brother White, we'll hear from you. Don't go to bed angry. Don't go, oh, Lord. With anybody, especially your spouse. <clears throat> You're right. <laughs> I told you, Milo, Elder Milo, I, that's your friend. You just walk, walks off. But you say, especially your wife, huh? Hello? All right, that's all right. I agree with that. If you see it like that, if that works for you, that's fine. That's true. This scripture is giving us a reprieve in the thing God knows the things we go through. You don't understand. I'm glad to see you all, every last one of you, because you're here. You, you've gone through things on your job, at home, and everything else. You know, some of us had to press our way to get here. Is that right? Yeah. You know, well, I just, it's time for Bible class. Some of us gone through some things just to get here. Why are you here? That's a good question. Why are you here? Why did you come to Bible class tonight? Because it's Bible class? That is a question. Yes, ma'am. All right. Now, do your battery go down quite a bit? Depends on the situation. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure of life. How many know about the pressure of life? But we love his life, don't we? Regardless of the pressure. Because we're here because we have had a relationship with God. And we still believe God. And we believe that God is going to take us out of this situation. We will not always be going through this. You might be going through something right now. But it won't always be like this. There's going to be a day of jubilee. There's, there's going to be a time we're going to rejoice and shout and, and praise our God. There will be a time that's coming. There won't be no more tomorrows. The day that's coming today will be a day that will never cease to be. There won't be any night. It'll be sunshine every day. Amen. We're going to, I'm now. You won't get tired. You're going to praise. You're going to bless. You're going to magnify your God. You're going to stop and think about all the things that God has brought you through, the things that Satan tried to trip you up, and you, you, you are victorious over those things. And you praise and you bless and you magnify your God and you worship your God. You know why? You know why we do that? Why do we do that? In spite of, why do we do that? Yes, sir. I noticed that. Elder Milo and I, we go back a long way. But that's true. But you know, God is so, listen, Sister Rashida, there she is. For this I know, 
God is for me. That's just a scripture you like. That's my life. That's your life? Yes, sir. God is. That's a personal thing. But but, but, when, when you realize God is for you, what can happen to you doesn't really matter because God's for me. It doesn't, doesn't matter. When you stop and be, begin to think God is for you, you get happy before you should be happy. My children taught me that. Before they got, you know, their mother be doing something, and they might ask for a cookie or something. And before they come up, they come up there and say, Mama, can I have so and so and so? She might be cooking or doing something. And they, <laughs> and I would watch them. They already rejoicing before they got it. You know why they was rejoicing? Huh? Say it again, Brother White. No, you don't eat it. Say it again. Both of you are right. If, if, we, if we stop and think about what we're about to embark on, Whatever you're going through right now, it's going to be over. Watch this. And before it's over, God will not put more on us than we're able to bear. So I'm not going to say, that means it's bearable. Whatever you're going through right now, God tempers and, and, and pulled back. Say, no, they can't take that. Just pull it back. Say, she can't take that. No. Because if it was up to the devil, the devil put it all on your dump truck. And so they said, no, uh-uh. God said, no, you're not going to do that. That's too much. He can't, he can't handle that. Do you know God monitors the things that we go through? That's why we come in here the next day or so and get to shouting. Because if, if God didn't limit the load that's on us, we'd be weighed down. That's why we come in here every Sunday and we got something to get up and testify when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I praise God for saving me. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved. We go on and on. We have our songs that we sing. Bless the wonderful name of Jesus. Brother so-and-so. And we go from person to person. And then we get our shout on. We, 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 can, we can praise God's soul where it causes us to get anointed and you get your shout on. And the thing that I love about this church, and we're doing better because we hit, we hit a wall there one time. It's almost like an individual thing. Dancing and shouting is an individual thing. But you shouldn't allow nobody to cause you not to be able to be free in the spirit. I know what God has been for me. God have opened doors. God have provided. There are times God have done things for me and I went and sat down in, in I, unbelief, I said, what? And God did that. I'm on the verge of God getting ready to do something for me. I can feel it. God, and God's not getting ready, but he's getting me in a place where I, I am anticipating God is doing this thing. And I'm already excited about it. Somebody said, I think I read that somewhere where one of the writers of the Bible said, 
Because sometimes when it comes to people, you can't depend on people helping you to praise the Lord. What's the song says, help me lift Jesus? Sometimes ain't nobody going to help you lift Jesus. You need to know how to be happy all by yourself. So, Lord, I thank you. I will bless the Lord at all times. Now, how can you say that? You don't know what you're going to go through. So what the scripture is saying is whatever you're going through, you can praise God whatever you're going through. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. There is sometimes, I don't understand people that do this. And I know you're not going to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask. But there's a scripture that says, I wonder why it's in there. Have you ever, ever read that, quench not the spirit? Have you ever read that? I wonder why that's in there. So what does that mean, quench not the spirit? Anyone? Yes, sir. All right, Sister Shonda, you had your hand up. Yes, I do. Um, kind of like uh, Brother Patrick, um, don't stop God from moving how he wants to move in whatever direction and capacity he wants to move. Yield to the Holy Ghost, yield to the Spirit. Don't stop. Why do we do that? Why do we quench the Spirit? That's why it's in the Bible. He says, quench not the Spirit. Why do we quench the Spirit? No answer on that one, huh? Then you come to church to be free and fluent, and you want the Lord to help you. You want the Lord to open doors. You want the Lord to, to bless you. You want the Lord to do this and other. But then when we come here, it's like, you know, light a candle. Why? Why do we do that? Why is it even in the scripture? Sister Rashida? You're overwhelmed. You're weighted down. I know there's times I have done that. Um, I was overwhelmed. I was, you know, so many reasons. There have been times I told myself, I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna sit down and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit. But then when you start thinking about the goodness of the Lord, you tell yourself, I'm gonna sit down. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna get up just like Jeremiah. He said, I'm not gonna preach no more. But then he started thinking about the faithfulness and the goodness of God. And so it can be so many reasons. But for myself, I, there have been times I have quenched the spirit of God. Thank you for your honesty. And there's some more people in here just sitting there. No, they have done the same identical thing. And, and you wonder why we go through the things that we go through. Do you know there are some times we need to praise our way out of situations? Somebody said, I will bless the Lord most of the time. His praises shall. What, what, what you corrected me? I didn't quote that right? I will bless the Lord all, at all times. Well, things are not going right all the time. Huh? Bless him anyway. So, what you're saying is when things are not going right, you have learned how to bless the Lord, as they say, anyhow. Yes, Sister Marcita?
uh, the first definition is uh, the word quench itself means to satisfy like one's thirst by drinking. The second is to extinguish. Um, uh, now that's the one I'm looking at. The similar to the word extinguish is put out, smother, or douse. And then it blacked out. I don't know why, but it says snuff out and dampen out. It blacked out those two words, I guess. No, I don't know if they, did everybody hear her? What's the purpose of having a spirit and we quench it? Think about it. Why is that in the Bible? He has to tell us, don't quench, don't put out, don't stop the spirit. I wonder where we can be or would be if we just let go and let God. Who else? Brother Jason, you had your hand up. fire that's left unattended, if you're not constantly just adding to it and stirring the fire, it can kind of just lay dormant, you know, you got to get it going again. Um, and, you know, times, sometimes you come in here and barely be going and just, you know, the wind start blowing and that's just enough to kind of get the fire going, you know. Um, I, I had a fire that I had started in my house uh, or outside of my house I was burning some brush and I had thought I had quenched that fire and, uh, you know, the next thing I know, here comes some wind blowing or something, and I start smelling smoke outside. I had to come out there again because it started going again. And there's times I think, you know, there's times I think because we don't allow, we don't stir the fire up, sometimes God is gracious towards us, and we come in here, and the wind begins to blow, and it, it reawakens that fire. And thank God for that. You said it right. Thank God for that because we were set here and let the fire go out. And that's what happened with a lot of churches. We don't keep the fire going. We don't even know how to help a brother and sister. They testify or something. Encourage them. You know the adversary is fighting them to help them. You know, praise the Lord and bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. Help them to bless the Lord and praise the Lord at all times. That's just honesty, and I appreciate that. Because if we would be honest, I, 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 I really, Saditi people just bother me. They walk around like they don't have any problems. Then you're not serving God, because if you're serving God, you're going to have some problems. That devil is going to fight. It, it, it doesn't mean he's going to conquer you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But, you know, there ought to be a fight. Now watch this. Even a natural fight. How many ever been in a natural fight? Just this section. Have you ever been in a natural fight? Who knows how to fight? Let me do it like this. Put your hands down. Who don't know how to fight? <laughs> Just one person don't 
don't know how to fight. Father, you know. I'm kind of afraid of this session. I just know some of these people, some of them shaking their head. How many know how to fight in this section? Huh? Uh-uh, see? <laughs> I don't want you two sitting together again. This is the last time you two. <laughs> now, some of you wasn't honest, because you didn't, and you know you know how to thump. Now, you know, is this in us? That's why we have to be born again. We, we know how to fight. You, you, you might lose the fight, but you know how to fight. You know, I didn't ask how many have ever, ever lost. I didn't say that. But how many have ever been in a fight? You ever fought someone? Think. I'm not going to bother that. I'm, I'm going to act like I didn't see that. I might have known. I could tell. It's something about, it's in us to fight. We come here fighting. We come here fighting. And you have to learn how to fight. And then even in God, read your Bible. They fought. Old Testament, New Testament, they fought. So y'all going to sit here and not be truthful? Going to sit here and lie in the church? You're not telling the truth. If you fought, you have fought. I've been in fights before. I know how to thump, even right now. <laughs> Lord, help me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm confessing right now. <laughs> I'm just, did you hear what he said? I'm moving my membership. He said he knows how to fight. I, I'm telling you the truth. How many, just a second, how many know how to fight? Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. It, don't, it, it doesn't mean that we fight. But you better know how to fight that devil, if nothing else. Now, I'm not going to ask this section, but they save over here. I'm, I'm dealing with this section right now. These are the fighters over here. This section, they haven't had many fights, other than Brother Kimball. Now, preacher, now you brought that on yourself. He tells us about them fighting things. Like You need to learn how to fight. We all know how to fight. Eventually, you're going to fight. When it comes to your soul, you better fight. Yes. People will run over you. You better learn. Now, I'm not telling you go out here and get to thumping and carrying on throwing bricks. I didn't say that. Bishop said, no, Bishop didn't say that. We fight with the word of God. We fight with the Holy Ghost. We fight right. Isn't that right? I didn't say that, you know, no, nothing carnal, no knives and guns and grenades. And all. No. I'm, you know, they're recording this right now. Well, Bishop said, no, Bishop didn't tell you I'll do that. I haven't told one of you all to throw a grenade. I have not told you all that. Y'all laughing, but I'm telling you, people, you all don't know the things that I hear in the office. I said, you can't do that. There's some time, it's... Paul said, that's in my flesh. Said, Understand the scripture. Some things, it come to us to do, and we know it's wrong. Things that your flesh will suggest, things that you should. I said, no, I'm not doing that. So I'm not doing that. 
So when, when you look at what the scripture is saying to us, my time is gone and through and finished. Where do we stop at seven? Uh, verse eight. They shall stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and upright. Read. Mm-hmm. But look at that. He, he has, and there's no way in the world he's unsuccessful. He has sent redemption to his freedom. Now this translation said he has sent his people freedom. Fixing his comp... I need my glasses. Fixing his compact with them for all times, he has sent deliverance to his people. Lord, I thank you for that. Amen. Holy and reverence is his name. Fearful is his name. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And a good understanding has all they that do his what? Read. His praise endured forever. So God gives us a reprieve. They are his praise. Sometimes you are holding God's praise. God's been good to you, and, 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 and people come, I'm afraid. Watch this, and the Lord see you, and don't sit here and lie. How many are afraid to testify? All right, thank you for your honesty. Oh, hold on, I just Now, what was said? Sister Courtney? I said not, I wouldn't say afraid, but maybe nervous or like, I don't like people looking at me or I don't like being, you know, that's why I close my eyes. But I'm still going to I was going to tell you, close your eyes. I do. Oh, we're good. Amen. But you, but you praise the Lord, don't you? I do. That's good. She said, I do. That's nothing wrong with that. Listen, this, this, church, this church should be praising God and blessing God. God has been good to us. Saints, we need to do better. We need to work on our praise. I will bless the Lord most of the time. His praise shall continue. I'm trying to you all correcting me. Huh? It's in the Word. Oh, it's in the Word. So I was wrong? Yes, I was wrong. I see if you all was right. I will bless the Lord most of the time in praise worship. Something about praising and blessing and magnifying the Lord. Isn't God wonderful? Once you all do exactly what Amen Sister did, put your hands together and praise the Lord, everybody. I will. It didn't say we. I will bless the Lord at all times. Who plays all that? The His. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Don't wait for somebody else to praise the Lord for you. God's been good to you. Let us all stand. Father, we ask that you.